Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 19 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and other topics for your listening pleasure. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook at Temple of Geek and Twitter by using the handle at Retro Rebel Show. My name is Stacy, and joining me today, as usual, are my fellow Rebels Amanda and Trey. What's up, guys? What's my up? name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> So we've we've overcome technical difficulties. The show must go on. Uh, what have you guys been playing since last we spoke? Uh, I've actually been, I've been playing. Played... Oh yes, good. Uh, <laughs> Amanda, you can go. <laughs> Y'all were very uh, excited about that topic. I know. Look, hey, I'm ready to go. Also, yeah. we had discussed talking order, and then my uh, data died, so I don't know. I don't know what was agreed. We did. Amanda, <laughs> just assume it's you first. Yeah. Yay! Me Yay. first in the gimme gimmies. That's right. Right. So, uh, I actually made an effort to play two games today. Unfortunately, they were incredibly unsuccessful endeavors. So, the first game that I, I tried to play was... Lara Croft something something of Osiris, which was the free game uh, that you could download with Games of Gold this month. And it was so unsuccessful, I didn't even bother to remember the whole title because it was just bloody tedious. No. Uh, the controls, so so you had your guns as per usual, um, and then you had a staff that shot like a laser beam out. Naturally, all the typical do. like sort of puzzler stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I found super tedious about it was the controls, and I couldn't find a way to change the control scheme. So you're stuck. In order to activate whatever weapon you want, you have to move the right thumbstick and then use the trigger and with the same hand. So if you just imagine you're trying to move something with your thumbstick and hold down the trigger, it just feels really awkward. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you had to rotate it because she stops moving. So you, you've got a third person view. She stops moving when you, you start to shoot. And then you're like spinning in a circle shooting stuff and it doesn't seem to have an auto lock. So yeah, I stopped playing that after about 20 minutes. Um, then it sounded so, so uh, difficult. That made me tired. It was, it wasn't necessarily hard. I don't know. If, if you're good at it, Comment down below. We will we will check it out, and you can mock for how noob I am at mock that us. game. But yeah, I gave up. Feel free to mock us. Exactly. Uh, then the next one that I played was the Disney's Tron Evolution game. So I was right. Uh, you were in Tron. You were. Yes, I was in Tron. It's a backwards compatible game on the X-Bone. Um, and it, it had been free with gold maybe two months before or something like that. I hadn't gotten around to playing it. And I booted it up. And was like instantly super excited because it's got all the Daft Punk music in it, nice. which is just metal, you know, really good music. And the graphics are, are surprisingly good. I forgot how good last gen can be 
on a gold-plated HDMI cable. You know what I mean? Like, you can really get some some proper graphics out of that. So uh, it looked really beautiful and everything. I, You know, I made it through the tutorial, and I started getting a bit nervous because it's all this wall-running jump time stuff. And I'm bad at that, guys. I'm going to be honest. And uh, I, I made it through the first, like, boss fight sequence which is you know just where they're teaching you controls and i was like oh combat is amazing because you're throwing the discs and smashing people up and like super satisfying combat and then i got literally out of the tutorial first like wall run thing that you have to do and i died i think 16 times in a row and then i deleted the game but who's counting so <laughs> you know and i i was on the lowest difficulty but you know what if you're not good at this wall-running time jump sort of thing, you're never going to get past the first level. I just absolutely couldn't do it, and I was so disappointed because it sounded so beautiful, and I really, I was really up for it. But uh, yeah, no, I just, I just can't get past the first little tiny bit. I couldn't even get into the story. It controlled so weird because so um, you had to hold down the run key, and uh, it was hard. Were you, were you good at uh, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time? Did you play it? That that should have been the first question. <laughs> no, you did not. Okay, okay. A lot of sounds like a no, lot of it, the similar. No, no, I had I had played it. Yeah, but for the same reason, I'm not good at it. The timed wall running stuff, yeah. I'm just really bad at. Yeah, no, that's. I liked Sands of Time. Um, I thought that was a fantastic game, um, but uh, I didn't really play the other ones, so. I don't know how much of the gameplay was similar. That sounds interesting, uh, but it it's also sounds like it would have made me tired if I was. Uh, I get I get frustrated really easily in games like that if I die a whole bunch, and I'm like, yeah. nope, I don't have time for this. So, well, Trey, what about you? What have you been playing? Yeah. Uh, well, I actually just got back from a trip in Vegas, and it made me really want to play finally play uh, Fallout New Vegas. Well, that's a good segue. Yeah, and yes. Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it, except I'm realizing how limited I am as a gamer. Yeah. Uh, because with Fallout 4, um, like lately when I'm playing Fallout 4, I'm playing it with the you know the mods that basically make me a god, and I don't you know I, I basically cheat. Uh, well, I can't do that with Fallout New Vegas, and I'm on very easy mode, and I'm having a lot of difficulty uh, surviving. Yeah. And I'm realizing how limited I am as a gamer. But overall, I'm enjoying the game. Uh, I like that it kind of, it has that kind of Western uh, tone, but yeah. in the Fallout universe. Uh, nice. Like one of the like one of the first items I got from my character was like this big Desperado hat. And I was like, I'm never taking this off. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's kind of cool. I like it. Uh, I also like it because it's in the the NCR, the New California Republic, which playing Fallout 4 was something that I would hear about. It's like, oh man, I'd really like to you know check out that area. And now I'm finally getting to. It's it's a game that I kind of skipped, uh, you know, after Fallout 3. I didn't get a chance to play it, so I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I'm still in the very beginning, so I've got a lot ahead of me. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. Now we've all played. Um... Fallout 3, Fallout 4, uh, to some level. What is y'all's biggest, you know, if you had a, if you had like a, a in terms of the, maybe the learning curve or, or, you know, what was your, your first impression when you started playing 
Fallout. Let's just start with the, your first impression with Fallout. This isn't actually the first topic. I'm just curious because I have a, <laughs> I had a particular opinion about Fallout just in general. Um, but what was y'all's first impression of Fallout when you started to play it? Um, probably the shooting mechanic without using the VAT system. It's okay. how it's just very stiff. Yeah. And it's very, it, 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 like, it's not easy to shoot in that game. Yeah. Um, like with more like with, you know, the Elder Scrolls, uh, with Bethesda's Elder Scrolls series, it's a little easier because for the most part, you're using a sword. And you're just, you know, bashing, yeah. you know, hitting stuff. Whereas this, it's it's a little uh, it's, it's not great to use just melee weapons, in my opinion. And you kind of have to use the gun. And without the VAT system, it's very hard to shoot stuff. But with the VAT system, it's easier, but you don't always have access to it because you have to, like, build up your action points and everything. So I think that's a little uh, just just mainly that the gameplay and the like the fighting mechanics are very stiff. Yeah. Amanda, what about you? What was your first impression of, of the Fallout games? Pretty identical. I was like, oh, I live in VATs now. OK, no problem. Um, and then the second thing was like, don't go off the beaten path. I generally hated in games and same thing with, um, Elder Scrolls. I hate it when ground creatures sneak up on you from yeah. behind. Yeah. I really hate that. Um, and so I learned very quickly that if you're on a path, generally that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. so I, I really learned very quickly to use the fast travel system. And then if I didn't have one, then stay on a path because yeah. like, um, the rad roaches and the little like, um, gopher things that pop up just are super <laughs> aggravating. So yeah. yeah, no, stay on the path. <laughs> you know, and when I first played uh, or first booted up fallout three, one of the things that stood out to me was how quickly the, the, uh, uh, I guess the difficulty curve could ramp up without warning, no warning. You could wander into a spot. It's very similar to Skyrim, very where you could get one shotted by something without knowing, without really venturing far from you know your the 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 point of origin, like where the game starts. You could wander into some mutants and and it'd be game over. Especially if you hadn't equipped things or hadn't really gotten the hang of the system. I think the first thing I did after I got out of the vault was go over to the grocery store, which is close, or the you know, whatever the store was, the supermarket right next to you. Um, and there was a bunch of whatever was inside I took care of. But, you know, just like most games, once you do that, it triggers, you know, other enemies once you walk out that weren't there beforehand. And, uh, that, that virtually ended my Fallout 3 experience. Um, <laughs> once I, once I met up with them, I didn't have the weapons. Uh, I had already saved it. And that game is so involved and, and so deep. Uh, I just, I didn't have the time to go back and do it. And I hate it because it's, it's one of those games I want to get back to. Uh, or, you know, at least the series. Fallout 4, I've got, and, and I've, I started, I just haven't played very, very, very much of it, but. Um, anyway, well, that's not what I've been playing. What I've been playing lately was um, I got back into WoW, so yes. I've been I've been trying to get uh, my flying uh, in the Broken Isles. So um, that's essentially what what I've been doing, and and uh, I hadn't had a whole lot of time. And that particular 
series of events that you have to do to get flying is pretty involved. <laughs> it takes a little bit of time. And so I'm about halfway through the first part of that quest, which means I'll probably get flying by the time the next X-Pac comes out. So that's good. Got got that to look forward to. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I, but I'm 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 I have to step away from WoW every now and then because I get caught up in all the fetch quests and all the other stuff, and it and it gets kind of monotonous. Um, so once I do that for a minute, and I get back. I get I look forward to stepping back into the world, and and uh, and um, anyway, it's a lot of fun. That's what I've been doing. So, all right, topic number one. What I like to talk about today is games we should have played, like games that were critically, uh, I guess, received critically well, but we ne- just never got around to, to playing them. You know, that, that maybe you regret not getting to, uh, maybe there's just not going to be time to get to them. But what are some games that, that you should have played or you feel like you should have played but just weren't able to get to uh, because of whatever reason? Life. So, Amanda, what do you... what what? What are some games that you wish you could have gotten to that uh, you just hadn't been able to? Well, one game that I regret that I actually wasn't a gamer at the time that it was popular is EverQuest. Nice. Um, yeah. It was, it, yeah, it was a huge deal. And uh, my my first boyfriend in high school played it. Um, I think he played EverQuest 2 maybe at the time. But I really wasn't a gamer at that point. This was 2003-ish. Um, I just wasn't a gamer. I, I had played, you know, a bit of Tekken Tag, a bit of Super NES, but, like, I had never played a uh, MMORPG before in my life, and I didn't get into MMORPGs until maybe two or three years later. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I regret that because now if, if you were to go back, e- even if you could, the graphics aren't, you know, yeah, they just aren't going to overcome the time. It, it just won't, it just won't look good and there's not enough people playing it still. It's just not big enough. So yeah. that is one game that not really life getting in the way or anything of that. Just I wasn't a gamer yet. And it was yeah. such a big phenomenon and kind of kicked off everything that WoW is today. Um, it's kind of a shame that I, I missed that boat a little bit. So if I had to pick number one, that's one that I know 100% would have been my bag, uh, but I didn't get into it. The other thing is actually like a genre of games. Now that I play digital versions of trading card games like Magic the Gathering and things like that, I really enjoy them. Um, and I didn't know this at the time, but once again, it, it was, I was the right age. Pokemon and magic were all really huge. Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, like you name it. It was all a thing, yeah. but I was just like, Oh, I don't, I don't get it. But now that I kind of understand how the strategy works and things like that. And, and usually I do pretty well when I play multiplayer on things like magic with the gathering, I probably yeah. would have done pretty well. So um, that's just a shame that I never got into an entire genre of gaming that turns out now that I do play a bit digitally, I'm, I'm kind of all right at. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a bit of a shame there. I could have I won all the cards off of all the kitties. Who knew? <laughs> so that's me. I could see that. I totally could see that. Um, yeah, a genre of gaming too. Yeah, that's, I, that's something I actually hadn't thought of, but that brings one to mind for me. Um, Trey, what about you? What is what's 
What are some critically acclaimed games or some genres that you wish you would have gotten into and just didn't for whatever reason? Uh, for me, there were a lot of games like in the 90s <clears throat> on, uh, I guess, the N64. Um, a lot of the platformers like Banjo-Kazooie or uh, Jack and Daxter or Ratchet and Clank or um, Crash Bandicoot, like a lot of those games that I just kind of didn't play at the time because I was too busy, you know, being a serious gamer and playing Final Fantasy and Zelda. And so I just kind of missed out on those. And now I'm playing, uh, you know, things like uh, Ukulele, which is very similar to those games. I was like, man, this is actually a lot of fun. I, I kind of yeah. want to go back and play some of those older games. Uh, I know like Banjo-Kazooie you can get on the Xbox One. And I think they just made a new Ratchet and, Cl- Ratchet and Clank and a new Crash Bandicoot game uh, is coming out, I think. So I'm pretty excited about that, uh, yeah. just because I might actually have a chance to, you know, kind of not only go back and play these games, but play the the newest forms of these games. Uh, but I, I would like to go back and play those games, because they just seem like a lot of fun, and that's... That's, uh, most of the games I play are very, I guess, a little more serious and a little more involved, like, you know, Fallout, where, you know, you can't, it's not something you can just pick up and jump into. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have a lot of games like that, and it's because I never played them, and, you know, all of these platformers, you know, from when I was a kid that I just missed out on are exactly like that. They're very fun, they're very light, you can just pick them up and, you know, jump in, and I yeah. kind of... I missed out on that, so I'd really like to go back and play those games just because well, they seem like a lot of fun. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's, I guess the, the you know, like one of the hardest parts of Skyrim or Fallout is if you take any time off, then you you may have forgotten where you're going or what's going on in the story, and then trying to pick up from the middle of a story is it's the worst. It's the same thing with oh, yeah. reading a book, you know. Yeah, so I hate with. Doing that. Yeah, it's it, it just it takes so much away from the the experience. And in those games, you can jump in and out. You can play twenty minutes, five minutes, three hours, or whatever it may be. You may finish it in three hours, but yeah. um, but the different, you know, like you said, it's it's uh, they're fun, and that's just the point. I mean, there is no other point to those games other than to be fun. They're not really trying to send a message or tell us tell a uh, you know social commentary or anything like that. It's it's just fun. So. Yeah, yeah, so so definitely those games are what I'd like to. I kind of missed out on. I'd really like to go back and play. Okay, so uh, are you uh, are you looking like Daniel from Temple of Geek? Are you looking to get a Retron uh, machine so that you can go back and play some of those games, or or, or just an emulator? Oh no, um, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty devoted to like you know my PS4, or my Xbox One, um, and I know a lot of the games are on that. Yeah. So eventually, I'm gonna go and like get them and play them. Uh, I know like the Banjo Kazooie, both Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie are on the Rare Replay game. That's yeah. like the thing that has like all of the retro games in it, um, and that's uh, and it's about thirty bucks on the Xbox One, so eventually I'm going to get that and be able to play them. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I'm also looking forward to, like, the new versions of those games, like a new Ratchet and & Clank and a new ba- uh, Crash Bandicoot. But I, I don't think I'll be going into, like, you know, an emulator or anything. Uh, like, I'll get what I can on uh, the current consoles. Yeah. No, I, I could definitely see that. I can, I can definitely see that. Well, uh, for me... 
Um, there were a few games. I never, I was never a big. I, I didn't just didn't get into Valve as a as a company as a as a game company or producer. Uh, and they have good content. I think I probably had moved on to consoles at that point, so I never played Half Life Two. You know, Half Life Two being a a game. That, Ooh, neither did I. Yeah, and I hadn't even I, thought about that. And and so it was one of those games that everybody talks about. It's kind of one of those seminal games that that many other games are based off of that people go back and talk about all the time. You know, so it's it's one of the games I wish I would have kind of gotten into playing. I've never been about being in the conversation. You know, um, in terms of you know what when they say you know a new game comes out and are you in the conversation? Just are you playing it right now? I I don't care to necessarily do that, but. I do like, I mean, I I do like to play good games, you know, and and that was just one that I that I definitely missed out on. I think it probably was my level of terrifying that I could have handled. So um, enough jump scares, I think I could have played it. Uh, but uh, you know, because when I was I played Doom when it came out, and Doom was scary enough for me. Again, that's my level of scary. So just to put it into perspective, <laughs> Doom is not scary. So. Uh, so, but Half Life, <laughs> Half Life Two. Well, I mean, it depends. I guess you open a door, and it's and a demon's there shooting you, and you're blasting your face off. Speak um, for yourself. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. I'm telling you, like I said, it's terrifying. Although I do want to play the new Doom. Uh, I've just heard so many good things about it. I am going to play that since it's still in this generation of consoles. I'm going to get the Xbox version of, or Xbox One version of of Doom, sometime soon. Uh, I also never played Portal. <gasps> I know, I know. I never played Portal. I just I, suck at Portal. <laughs> <laughs> you played it, just not any good at it. Uh, yeah, I never, I never got to play it. Uh, well, that's not true. I could have played it. I didn't see the draw. I didn't understand. It's the simple premise, but it had so much more going on underneath. I've watched plenty of, uh, of. You know, YouTube videos on it, on the background, on the voices, and and uh, and and everything that's going on in the game and what it stood for. I mean, I I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was fantastic, uh, but I just hate that I missed out on playing it um, and figuring that stuff out for myself. Because that's, you know, games like that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I think we had a topic at some point where we talked about game endings, didn't we? Didn't we talk about endings of games or game? Yeah. And you know, uh, so when you when you get to the end of a story, kind of like uh, Bioshock Infinite, you know, a lot of people give uh, credit maybe to the first Bioshock as being like the most, you know, with the, the twists and you know, uh, would you kindly all that stuff. Would you kindly? Yes. Uh, would you? Still the best. I need it, to get some game merch with the would you kindly on it because I feel like that's the ultimate like nerd cred right there. Oh, it's great! It, it was fantastic. But I think that I was the bigger, the the bigger ending, the the ending that blew my mind more was uh, Bioshock Infinite. Um, anyway, I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, even though that game's been out for ever, um, we could talk about it another time. But that that ending, you know, blew my mind. And so I like experiencing that without ruining it for myself. And Portal would have been one of those games that I would have liked to, have, you know, kind of experience for myself. But I was content with seeing it on in YouTube. Not so much that I went ahead and played it. Anyway. Uh and and then um in terms of games, like uh, actual video games, the last one that I 
and there are others, I'm sure, if I just thought about them, Persona, I wish I would have kind of gotten into. Uh, but Star Wars Galaxies, when it was a thing, um, I wish I would have gotten into it too. As big a fan as I am of Star Wars, uh, the opportunity, you know, they made being a Jedi mean something, where there were only very few Jedi in the entire galaxy. And, uh, you know, and, and all the different professions that you could have been. I mean, it was like more like a, almost like a, a Sims universe where you could be, if you just wanted to be a, you know, a merchant on Nar Shaddaa, you could be a merchant on Nar Shaddaa. And, uh, you know, and stuff like that I thought was pretty cool, how detailed and intricate the, and the rules that they kind of set for, um, for the Star Wars universe. Um, when you play... You know, Star Wars: The Old Republic. The difference being is you can be a Jedi, you can be a smuggler, you can be a an agent or whatever, a, a Sith Lord. But there wasn't anything necessarily unique about those things. You know, everybody could be Jedi if they wanted to be. There was no earning it necessarily. Uh, it's actually why I didn't roll a, a Jedi or a Sith. I I was a smuggler and and an agent actually, uh, as my Empire character. Um, but anyway. That I wish I would have gotten into galaxies, um, but in terms, you know, to Amanda's point, in terms of like genres of gaming, I actually really wish I had gotten more into Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Me too. I used to love to read the books. Uh, I I would just read the books. I, I didn't actually play it. I wasn't getting into the rules. I loved the different monsters and the different characters and stuff like that. I wish I could have. I wish I would have. But, you know, my friends didn't necessarily... We did tabletop gaming, but we didn't necessarily get into uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, but I, I wish I would have, because... Uh, and I'm, I'm saying it, I'm going to put it on the record, so this will be out into the ether, so that they'll know. When I was in, I think it was 7th grade? 6th or 7th grade? I came up with this game, and I was huge into into professional wrestling. Wrestling. And... Uh, so me and my my friends we would I love to draw and so we would draw we would draw all of our own wrestlers, and it was a dice game. So basically, uh, wrestlers each wrestler if you we had rankings you know at different weight classes and belts and everything like that, and so you would bring your drawing of a wrestler and my drawing of a wrestler and we put them down. You had five hundred <laughs> you had five hundred hit points, and you you roll the dice and you know like a, a six. Six was like your your finishing move. Five would be a reversal, so that like if you're rolling the dice, you could you know a three a three a two a four three and a two all would take off hit points. Uh, a five would be a reversal, so it was the other person's turn to roll, and then a one was a pin, so you could take them all the way down to zero. But if you couldn't pin them, then they weren't out. So if you rolled a five, you give it back, they could come all the way back and beat you. And, uh, Hashtag Shark Tank. Exa- I'm telling yeah. you, I mean, nothing to this game, but it was so much fun. I mean, there you'd have people all in a circle as you're rolling, and somebody roll, you know, roll, get you all the way down, and they just they'd get the dice back and they'd go back do it again, and they could never pin you, and then all of a sudden you came all the way back and pinned them, and it was over with. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it never really panned out to anything because I just had no ambition, but. Um, <laughs> Maybe at some point, uh, if I talk about it long enough, 30 years later, I'll do something with it. 
Um, I mean, I, th- I think that could definitely go somewhere. I know a lot of uh, gamers who are actually really into wrestling, so I, I think that could probably you might you, you might be onto something there. I, I well, I think so. And this was like in the early '90s, and not to date myself, but I'm almost I'm almost 40, and it was big then, and I think it's still big now. But the thing, I mean, my favorite part was coming up with these wrestlers. You know, I mean. I had wrestlers and with, you know, they had capes and special boots and they looked like crosses between ninjas and whatever else was going on. And some of them looked really good. Well, that's the key to the game, though, isn't it? Not everyone can draw. But if you had a game where the pieces are kind of interchangeable and depending on what outfits or like skills that you chose, you had different hit points and different number of die and things like that. Yeah, that's the game. See, there you go. And there's it's I'll take my 10 percent royalty. There you go. Hey, Amanda, I will not forget you. <laughs> That's for Rebel Production. It is all. Hashtag it is, Kickstarter. Hashtag Kickstarter. This is, uh, you know, it's on the record now. So, uh, but yeah, stuff like that. Because I, I was huge, big into, I mean, games that took imagination and creativity and things like that, where you're kind of getting into the world. Those were the kind of games that I, I really enjoyed the most. You know, where I could, anytime I've ever played a character in a in a role playing game. If I had a choice to make a decision, I made a decision based on the character. Like, what do I feel like this character is supposed to do? And uh, and that's how I, you know, I would uh, have played those games as well. So I think that's something I would have really enjoyed doing. Yeah, I I definitely missed out on Dungeons and Dragons, and I've always wanted to play it because I've always thought it was just really cool. And every group that I've joined or every group that I helped start always kind of fell apart. So I think I might be a Dungeons & Dragons cooler. Uh, I'm not sure, but it is a game I'd really like to get into. You want to play Dungeons & Dragons? Well, don't play with me. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, man. All right. Well, that topic is brought to you by our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download for you, the listeners of the Retro Rebel Gamecast, with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I'm actually waiting. i got one more day before I get my next book, so I'm going to wait for Amanda to tell me what our recommendation is this week. What's our recommendation, Amanda? So our recommendation this week is a reading of Sherlock Holmes by Stephen Fry the famous comedian and activist and all-around awesome personality. So it's available with the free trial. It's a super awesome retelling of the uh, original story. And it is 71 hours and 58 minutes. So literally, you could read that, well, hear it read to you for like the next four months. So (laughs) if you wanted to have someone read to you for 70 hours, this is your book. Yeah. You can head over to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. All right, last topic. Uh, kind of the flip side to that other coin. Uh, I would like to, I'd like to hear what you guys think about games that you actually regret getting into like what's a game that you had built up in your mind or you know you know last week we were talking about uh how let's plays don't necessarily influence purchases or uh, you know or how they influence our purchases so what are some games or what's a game that you that you bought that you regret playing and they dashed your hopes immediately 
and that's hard. Well, we well, can go around, and because I, you know, I'll start off, and maybe this will help help you guys think of one. Um, Almost Human was one of the first games that I played that that truly disappointed me. Um, I think it's Almost Human, if that's or Too Human. I'm sorry, I, I take it back. Too Human. It's on the Xbox. Um, it's made by uh, I think I believe Silicon Knights, same people behind uh, Eternal Darkness. They uh, had this game that was kind of based in North Norse uh, North mythology, Norse mythology, uh, and you know you had so you had all the main the heavy hitters, big big individuals from uh, or big characters from North Norse uh, mythology, but gameplay just it just didn't pan out. Everything that they all this the ambitions, much like uh, Peter Molyneux Molyneux can't say the words right now. My my words don't work. Mouth don't work. Um, but yeah, Peter Peter Molyneux uh, of of Fable fame and Black and White, you know, uh, you know, would make promises that the games didn't necessarily uh, pan out to to, you know, whatever he was the promises he was making didn't necessarily come out in the game, and this was one of those games where they had made a tremendous amount of promises, um, and I actually bought it uh, at GameStop. Uh, you know our version here in, in the states, GameStop uh, of a you know a a replay store, and I think I, I paid eight bucks for it, and I broke it. Like when I was done playing it, I smashed it. I was Jeez. so angry uh, for I was like eight dollars for something. It wasn't even worth the eight dollars that I paid for it. Um, that bad of an experience. That's some serious rage. It was like, well, I didn't want anybody else to have to go through what I did. So what's okay, a game? I, it doesn't have to be that level of rage. Mm-hmm. I, I love that you, you've gotten mad about a single game. And, of course, in usual fashion, I haven't thought of a game that makes me mad. But uh, <laughs> rather a technology that makes me mad uh, nice. related to games. Okay. So I... I had the original Kinect for the Xbox 360. I liked it. No, honestly, I did. I liked it. I had a big, huge living room. I had plenty of space. Like, uh, I really liked, like, Child of Light or Children of Light or something like this. It was a really cool game. I liked the dance games. Like, I danced the shit out of some dance games. Um, You know, because I felt like I, I looked like maybe I was doing it properly. Sometimes they took a video, didn't necessarily look like that was the case, but <laughs> in my mind, I was nailing it. So I really liked it. So when yeah. I bought my Xbox One, I didn't get a Connect because it was super like cost prohibitive at the time, and I got an amazing lightning deal on my Xbox One. It was like $220 for a bundle. Like it was stupid cheap, and I got it Christmas after it was released. Like it was one of those lightning deals on Amazon. And it was only a hundred of them. And I was like one of the first people to get it. So I just got what I could get. And then maybe a year later, I was like, right, now I'm going to get the Connect. Like, we don't have a huge living room, but it has all the great features that I remember, surely. (laughs) Except that it bloody doesn't. So I spent, I think I, I got it used. I think I spent like 50 pounds on it. But it, they took away all of the gesture controls. All of them. Yeah. It's not a thing. Which, that was like 90% of what we used it for on a daily right. basis. Because so the no, voice so no uh, minority report 
slashing in the air. Yeah. The move screens. Yeah. But, like, we bloody love that because the, the voice controls were always a bit weird. It, it still, to this day, feels alien to talk to a computer, like, out loud. With your yeah. out loud. I feel stupid. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, look, I have two Amazon Echoes in my house and a Kinect. And so I talk to computers all bloody day long, but still, it feels weird. And the minority report like sliding through menus and signing in with your face and like doing all those things was super awesome. The new connect is worse. It's so much worse. It doesn't have any of that. It barely recognized me and my room is tiny, you know, like and my yeah. room is like 10 by 10. It definitely <laughs> should be able to see my bloody face. And it's weird because sometimes I'll be like changing or something like that, like trying to pull on leggings or something. It's like, hello, Amanda. I was like, did you just recognize my ass? What is this? <laughs> like, so, you know, I think I if I put something that actually infuriates me, but, you know, I bought it used, so I can't even return it. Um, oh, and yeah. it's useful enough to turn off the Xbox with a voice and to pause things with your voice. But other than that, it's literally got no use. I have played zero games with a with a connect functionality. I've never even been able to find one that interests me, much less that I have the space to play it. in. it's just. Super infuriating. I think regret is is an understatement. It's just, <laughs> it's messed up. It's messed yeah. up. I was lied to. Yeah. I was lied to. <laughs> Trey, what about you? Uh, well, for me, uh, actually, kind of going back to Fallout, I really like those games that kind of recreate a city. Um, so, you know, The Division or any of the Assassin's Creed games, just where I can, like, play, where basically a city is my playground. Yeah. Uh, but something I've always wanted was a game set in New Orleans where I live. And the only good game we had that did that was Tony Hawk Underground 2. They had a New Orleans level. And it was pretty good for what it was. Yeah. Uh, so when Mafia 3 was announced, that it was in, you know, quote-unquote New Bordeaux, which is basically just New Orleans, I was really excited about it. I hadn't played the Mafia series before, but I was really excited about this one just because it was set in New Orleans. So when I finally got to it, the setting of New Orleans, the, the setting was, it was, it was pretty, you know, it was really cool. It, it was very, it was very much uh, New Orleans, but the actual game itself was just terrible. Like it yeah. was, it was a basic G Grand Theft Auto clone, but not even as good. The graphics look terrible. I mean, this is for like a PS4, Xbox One uh gen game where i mean at this point like when you're watching e3 you know you I, I would always have a comment oh but this game looks amazing this game looks amazing well it's 2017 we're at a point where most games in their own ways are going to look amazing and yeah. this just didn't it looked terrible yeah. the controls were not good the it just it wasn't a good game and even like even the story because, you know, the story is one of the biggest uh, pulls for me in games. The story was just boring. And it was, I was just so disappointed in it because I, like, I felt I finally had that New Orleans game where I could just drive around and, you know, drive through the streets of New Orleans, just shoot people in New Orleans, just have fun in my own town. And the game itself was just, I, I thought, was just terrible. And it was just a huge disappointment because it got a lot of... Uh, it was very hyped up in the advertisements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the previews of it were like, oh, this game's great, you know. And it didn't have everything that I wanted in a game. Like it didn't have, 
character customization or anything like that, but overall it still sounded like a good game, and it just wasn't, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I, I got it, I played it for about a day, and I took it back. I was like, nope, you can have this, I'm good. That didn't take long, yeah. No. I, it, I don't... What's that? I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, just, it, it, I didn't like it. Well, I don't think you're alone in that either. I think there were a number of critics that felt similar, you know, that they just didn't deliver on their promises that they had made uh, for that particular game. I, di- I didn't play that one, but a similar experience I had with the first Watch Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. I was very, I was actually pretty excited about that game. Um, it, I mean, the way that it looked and the way that they hyped it up, I felt like it was, um, you know, I couldn't put my finger on it exactly what it was. But generally speaking, if I buy a game, uh, I don't necessarily have to know. It's kind of like a movie preview. I don't need to know what the whole story is to go in and in, and enjoy it. You know, I can, you know, I'll pick up enough about, okay, I see there are these characters. I'm going to go in uh, and, and I'll figure it out as I watch the movie. As I was playing Watch Dogs, like, I do know that I had uh, I had quests that I could go on, but I didn't enjoy any of it. I didn't enjoy driving the car. I didn't enjoy the tech. I didn't enjoy, you know, as I'm, so as I'm playing and I'm progressing through the story, which I fucking didn't give a shit about. Uh, it was like, man, I can't, I can't not care about this game more. And, uh, I think about like you did, I, I, I probably played it. I spent my 60 bucks on this game and I'm sure there are people that enjoyed it. Again, you can mock us in the comments. I'm sure there are people that enjoyed it. It was, I was just, wasn't the target, you know, it wasn't for me. And so I took it back after maybe a day, maybe two days, however long it took, but I couldn't get money back for it, you know, so I traded it in for 25 bucks or whatever it was to get, to buy something else. So, um, yeah, I mean, and I mean, I liked, I liked the first Watch Dogs, um, but I definitely see where it wasn't the game that was promised. But Watch Dogs 2, if you haven't gotten into it, I think you would like it. I have heard only good things about the second one. Um, and much like Titanfall, which I just didn't get because I wasn't an, an online player like that. It, it wasn't for me. I heard Titanfall 2 had a good story and it was worth playing. And the premise of Titanfall is awesome. You know, I could I could definitely see. I mean, that's something that I would like. I just didn't want to play only multiplayer. So yeah. But so, any closing thoughts? Games or or games that you regret playing, or games that you wish you would have gotten an opportunity, or or genres you wish you had had a chance to get into. <clears throat> I mean, there's also like a lot. Like I said, a lot of the classic games I just kind of missed out on, especially like even before the 3D platformers, like the original. Uh, Castlevania or oh, yeah. uh, Metroid uh, with Samus. Like I never played those games, so there's there's a lot like like the I guess the beginning of games or yeah. the beginning of like good games. Uh, I just kind of missed out on, so I wouldn't mind you know playing a lot of those classic games that I just kind of missed out on. Well, and I think that's a good, and I think we'll come back to that at some point because as we as we progress and we start naming some of our favorite games of the year, favorite games ever, you know there may be something to uh, a, a rite of passage or a lineage or, or some kind of uh, pedigree, you know, like, do you need, is it is it important to play some of those games, you know, for you to really understand it, you know, and if, if you're talking to Amanda, your answer may be no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, for others, uh, you know, it may be, uh, it may be important just because uh, it seems like, 
I don't know. I, I think it's important to have gotten at least some experience with some of those games, uh, or at least you're aware of them, because that's where it started. Um, some of those games aren't nearly as fun to go back to, but there are many that are. Like, I really enjoy a lot of those platformers. I still like Mega Man. I still like... I mean, you can go back and enjoy those, and they are so hard. You know, uh, <laughs> if you didn't, if you thought games were hard now, those back then were unforgiving. There was no such thing as forgiveness. So. Uh. I would die. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Podcast. I want to thank Amanda and Trey for joining me on this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to see more from us, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon slash templeofgeek. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. And please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcast and rate our show because that helps us. Until next time, we'll see ya. Peace. Bye.